0: Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's Motivational Aim targets in the midst of dysfunction. Thank you for listening to the God Loves You series. My aim for this series is to encouragingly remind you that God loves you and there is nothing that can separate you from his love. And that is a biblical promise from God and is found in Romans the 8th chapter and the 35th through The 39th verse, and this is the promise right here, it states, Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, Because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors, through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God clearly, gives us a visible, well, he gives us several visible signs of his love directly from his word. God's word is true. His word is sure. His word is final. And for those who have not already, feel free to listen to and share parts one through three of this series as I go over the motivational aim in the midst, well, the motivational aim is entitled In the Mist of Dysfunction. And for those who've been listening to this series, you're familiar with Hosea being called by God to tell the people of Israel to get in alignment with God's love for them and to obey what he's called them to do. Hosea, let the people know that God's judgment is near and if you want to escape that wrath of judgment, you need to go ahead and obey God and do what God is commanding you to do. God loves you. It's time to stop rejecting God's love and receive God's love. Now, in addition to Hosea providing warnings to the people and opportunities for them to repent, God commanded or well, he exposed the opportunities God was presenting them to repent. God commanded Hosea to marry Gomer. Gomer was Hosea's wife and Gomer lived a promiscuous life while married to Hosea. There were times where we read in God's word when Hosea's wife would run after lovers who didn't love her. She conceived children in the midst of her marriage. She continued to run after man to man to man, selling her body out, giving herself away to men who didn't care about her. They didn't love her. They used her to get what they wanted. They abused her and then the cycle continued. And she just kept running away from the one who loved her. She ran away from the one who loved her into the arms of people who despised her and hated her. And these people looked at her and said, you know what, I can take something from her. Because she keeps running to me, so let me just go ahead and take. And every time Gomer ran away, Hosea, the one who loved her, followed after her. Hosea's life was a reflection of what the people of Israel were doing to God. The very people God told Hosea to go preach to, those people were doing the very same thing to God that Hosea's wife was doing to him. They were doing the exact same thing, committing spiritual adultery, turning away from God, the one who loved them. They were going after things that could never satisfy them. And the things that they were going after didn't have the mental capacity to disseminate anything of value in love. And what I want to focus on now are the children who were conceived in that marriage. We discover in scripture that the children's names were as follows. The first child's name was Jezreel. That child's name signifies the judgment that would come upon Israel. The second child's name was Lo Ruhema, and that child's name means no compassion. The third child's name was Lo Am I, and that name means not my people, signifying. God rejecting Israel as his people because they rejected him. For those who don't know, names are powerful. And I'm pretty sure those children, they encountered storm after storm and storms within storms. Their names were visible signs of the lack of love that was a result of the actions from their mother. I mean, it doesn't say this in scripture. But you know how some people are. They can't stand looking at their children because their children are a direct reflection and reminder of what they were doing. And as a result of what they were doing, they produced their child. So, ugh, they have to take care of the child, but they can't stand that child. Ugh, this child gets on my nerve. Ugh. Gosh let me leave you here and go run after what I want to run after. And if she was running after lovers, she was running away from her family. That's what was going on. She was not invested in the marriage. She was focused on chasing after lovers, men who didn't love her. So why name children names of joy in anything that had to do with the love of God When she was rejecting her heavenly father's love. In addition to the love from her husband. Now the children that were conceived. Lived in a dysfunctional family unit. Dysfunctional. Their mother ran after lovers. And let's just think. If the mother ran after other lovers. Her mind was on those lovers. Her mind was running to them, how she was going to get to them, what she was going to bring to them, what she was going to do when she got with them. She was fixated on getting to those lovers. She had to do what she had to do to get to those lovers who didn't love her. She loved them, but they did not love her at all. They discarded her. They left her. They abandoned her. They used her. They abused her. And every time she was used up and thrown away like trash, her husband came to get her, the one who really loved her. And guess what? Many people can identify with a dysfunctional family unit. Dysfunctional family units are not rare. (laughs) They are very common, as some of us know, oh so well. And scripture lets us know there were a lot of dysfunctional Functional family units. And just focusing in on this account in scripture, you have Hosea. Okay? Hosea is a preacher. He's a man of God, doing what God told him to do. He's in love with his wife. He's in love with this woman who doesn't love him. She commits adultery left and right. She's not focused on her children. She is focused on Her lovers. She's focused on getting to the lovers who pimp her. And she's enthralled. She wants to be pimped. She has a skewed sense of reality. Now the man who loves her gives her more than enough. The man who loves her is connected to God. The man who loves her constantly covers her And he tries his best to imitate God, God God-like nature. But she doesn't want that. She wants and she's attracted to people who abuse her. And she's angry that she's in a relationship with a preacher. She's angry that she's married to a man who keeps God first. Oh, she cannot stand this. She can't stand being married to a man of God. Nobody around her is doing all of that God stuff. That God stuff is no fun. And her lovers, the men that she runs to, they make fun of her. (laughs) They make fun of her that she's married to a man of integrity. She's married to a man who loves God. And... She wants to show, no, I'm loyal to you, lover. I want you to show that I'm down with you. And that man of God means nothing to me. I'm going to show you how committed I am to being with you, although you don't love me. So she degrades herself. She'll do anything with pigs to let people know, I'm a pig too. And the way she shows that she's not connected to the preacher, the man of God, the children, the family unit. She's not connected to all this stuff you're talking about. God loves you. Uh, I'm going over there with y'all. Because I'm like, y'all, I don't know what he talking about. He crazy. Uh-uh. The way she shows that she's connected with them, she disconnects from her family. She runs away from the covenant she made before God with her husband because she did marry him. But that marriage, mm -mm. she's telling everybody who is willing to listen. She's telling the children, she told Hosea, she's telling the lovers, she's telling her siblings, she's telling her parents. She's telling the people of the community, oh, that marriage means nothing. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper. It's nothing to me. This is nothing. She's telling people that. And she wants everybody to know. She wants them to know. She wants the people at the church to know. Oh, this means nothing. I mean, yeah, I'm his wife, but uh, <laughs> now, this means nothing. She wants the world to know. That although she's married, she's not running after Hosea. She's running after what she wants to run after. She wants to live life her way. She wants to do her own thing. She wants to be free because ugh, being with Hosea is a prison, it's a jail cell. It's ugh, ugh, It's too much. And in her actions of what she's running towards and what she's running away from, She is showing, she's showing that she's not committed to what Jose is committed to, and that's God. She, uh uh-uh, she don't want to hear nothing about God. She's not trying to follow God. She's not trying to be in the presence of God. Uh Uh-uh, she doesn't want to be around that. She's going around saying, oh, I know y'all saying he loved me and all of that, but I don't love him. So she goes and gives her body away to anyone who looks at her. She hops right on those opportunities to be misused and abused. And guess what? The children are right there in the middle of the dysfunction. They hear it. They hear the conversation between their mom and daddy. They know what's going on. And guess what? Hosea has to preach right there in the midst of that dysfunction. The children have to be raised in the midst of that dysfunction. The children still have to go to school. They have to go to appointments, right there, in the midst of that dysfunction. Hosea has to go to work and provide for the family in the midst of that dysfunction. Hosea has to pick up the children and explain where their mother is to the best of his ability in the midst of that dysfunction. Hosea is still doing Bible study with the children in the midst of the dysfunction. Hosea is listening to the cries of the children because they are telling their dad what people are calling them at school, what their classmates are saying about their names and their mother. And Hosea has to process all of that in the midst of the dysfunction. The children had to grow up depending on their dad in the midst of that dysfunction. Their mother was not worried about their homework and their schoolwork and summer trips as a family, quality family time. <laughs> Bible study as a family, uh-uh. She No. No, 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 She wasn't worried about that. But guess what? They still had to function in the dysfunction. And God was with all of them in the midst of the dysfunction. The children watched how their mother would purchase all of these valuable things for her lovers. Hide them from the daddy. The children possibly witnessed how the mother... Purchased all of these valuable things for her lover's children, too. But she wouldn't do anything for them. She wouldn't do anything for the household. She wouldn't buy anything or do anything valuable for the father, her husband. The children possibly witnessed their mother content in the dysfunction. She didn't care about that. It was tore all the way up. So, she didn't care. It's toe up then. I told you I didn't want to be here. I don't love you. So I don't care about stuff being towed up. It need to be towed up because I ain't happy. The children witnessed that. The children possibly witnessed their mother take the gifts their father gave. And she squandered the gifts on people who didn't care anything about her. So if the father gave her something, thought about it, wanted to treasure her and show her how much he loved her, where the money at? I don't know what this is. I, I'm I'm taking it back. I'm getting the money. Did she get the money? And what did she do with that money? Gave the money to the lovers. Gave money and valuable things to people who hated her and her family. They didn't care about her, but they did care about that money. They took that money. God covered those children in the midst of dysfunction. Hosea was praying with those children in the midst of that dysfunction. Hosea taught his children the importance of forgiveness and the importance of honoring their mother in the midst of the dysfunction. Hosea taught his children the importance of having a relationship with God and casting their cares onto him in the midst of dysfunction. Hosea possibly had to pick up the mother with one of the children when she was laid out and abused. But God was with Hosea and the child in the midst of that dysfunction. The children had to still live their life and establish relationships with God and others in the midst, healthy relationships, in the midst of an unhealthy, dysfunctional situation. The children understood their mother was not around by choice. The children understood that the mother would not and did not contribute to the household in any way. Didn't pick up a sock, didn't wash a dish. Didn't fix a meal. She received the meals. Wouldn't go to the store for the family. Wouldn't do anything for the family. All she was focused on is how she was going to get out that house to go to those lovers. That's all she was focused on. The children saw that. They understood what was going on. They knew that their mother's heart was attached to other things. And they still had to do what God told them to do in the midst of dysfunction. They had to establish healthy relationships in the future, honor their mother, forgive their mother, and keep going. The children saw the decline in their mother. They saw the low points and experienced the low points in their life within the family. They knew that their mother's heart was apart from God and she didn't want to do these family gatherings, this family stuff because that means she had to be around Jose. She's not trying to be around Jose. And she's not trying to be around the kids either. She didn't want to hear about revelations and dreams people shared. No, she didn't want to do all that. She wanted to figure out what these lovers were doing, though. And some of you all can relate with this. It doesn't matter if it was the father or the mother, the grandfather, the uncle, the aunt, the grandmother, the sibling, whoever you were raised by or whoever had an impact in your life. Within your family unit, you possibly witnessed dysfunction. And not only did you witness it, You lived it. You lived it. You were right there in the midst of it. That was your life. Shoot, that is your life. Now you are enforcing better parameters and boundaries. But you know what you have. You know what you have. You know what you're in. Things are dysfunctional. But even in the midst of the dysfunction, God still loves you. God still loves us. Now, going back to the story with Hosea and his children, the children couldn't control what Gomer did. They couldn't control what their mother was doing, but they could control what they did. And they couldn't control their dad running after their mom all of the time. I mean, at first you're looking like, Daddy, what are you doing? I mean, this woman does not love you. What's going on? But the more you get an understanding of his purpose... Of what God told him to do. You're able to see some things that you never saw before. I mean, they couldn't control their daddy. Running after the mom all the time. Focused on the mom. And then he was preaching and making a living at the same time. And raising the kids. But they could focus on the love of God. The children could focus on God loving them through the tough times. And when they grew up, they possibly, when I say grew up, they became adults. They possibly reflected and saw, man, you know, times were hard, but God guided me through that dysfunction. It was rough, but God guided me through the dysfunction. And that alone is enough to give God praise for what he's done. That is just so remarkable. God guided you through the dysfunction. He guided you through the dysfunction because he loves you. He loves you. We know nothing can separate us from God's love. Hosea was called by God to love Gomer. But when we think about the children, they were called to still honor their mother and their father in the midst of the dysfunction. Now, I didn't say co-sign with bad behavior. And I also didn't say make it appear that things were not dysfunctional. You don't talk about it, so you're making it look like it didn't exist. No, I'm not saying that at all. At all. I'm not saying to co-sign with people's poor choices, the way that they treated you. No, I said honor the children honored their mother and father. They still had to honor their mother and father in the midst of the dysfunction. I didn't say that they walked around and treated people like royalty either, but they did respect, or we are called to respect our parents in the midst of dysfunction. I said honor. Honor their position in your life all while you do what God tells you to do. And don't let me jump back on boundaries. But you can still enforce God-honoring boundaries when people choose to live contrary to God, even if they are your mama and your daddy. What if those children learned that even though they experience dysfunction and people make poor choices, they learn that it's important to make proper choices because of the consequences that follow. And the children, let's say the children understood that You know what? Even when a person makes poor decisions or they choose the wrong path and they go apart or go away from God, God still loves them. And those revelations possibly occurred right there in the midst of the dysfunction. It's important to forgive people. Forgive the people who abandoned you. Forgive those people who walked away from you to go run and chase after what they loved, even if what they loved was not a person. It could have been an idol, could have been an idea, a dream, some money. It's important to forget status. It's important to forgive individuals who had an obligation of responsibility to take care of you, to love you, but they chose other things, forgive them. They chose other people over you, forgive them. When I say forgive, it doesn't mean that you go do kumbaya. You don't have to go do kumbaya with them. But you can forgive them and have peace within yourself and peace with God. Yes, it's hurtful. It's hurtful to witness someone run after other things. So you can imagine how Hosea felt. You can imagine how the children felt. And now you have an understanding of how God felt. It was happening to God left and right. With the people he loved. They were running after things God never told them to go pursue. The children were able to see their daddy going after their mama And it could have angered them. It could have embarrassed them. But the more they saw their dad do what he did, they gained an understanding, a spiritual understanding, on how much our Heavenly Father loves us. Our Heavenly Father loves us more than anyone on earth could love us combined. The children's lives served as testimonies. Because the children had firsthand knowledge on God's love and how God loves, even when people name you names because they don't want to deal with you. And they have other things and other people on their minds, and you are not a priority. You are a burden in their mind. Now, we know you're not a burden, but in their mind, you are. Ugh, just can't wait till you turn 17, 18. To get- Leave out of here. Can't wait till you turn 18, boy. I'm going to live my life my way. Do what I want to do. And they're saying that type of stuff because in their mind, the child slowed them down. That's not what they had planned. They wanted to go chase, and they not even wanted to. They did. Chase after fruitless things and fruitless people. The children in this story, they went through a lot. When you just think about life, think about what wasn't stated. They went through a lot. People possibly saw them and made up in their mind of how they thought the family was. And they had no idea the hell, the hell they were experiencing at home. But God was loving them through the dysfunction. He was right there in the midst of it because God called Hosea to do that challenging thing. God empowered Hosea, and if he empowered Hosea, God empowered those children too. He empowered those children. Many people were and are born into dysfunction. They witness dysfunction. They go through dysfunction. They witnessed and went through a lot of embarrassing moments that were very shameful for them. They don't want to talk about it. But just like the scenarios with Hosea, Gomer, and the children, God's love was still there. It was not a pleasant situation. It wasn't easy, but God's love was still there. And as you reflect on your life and the dysfunction you went through, or that you're still a part of, not saying that you're acquiescing to the dysfunction, but what I mean is, that's your family. It's dysfunctional. As you reflect on that, and you enforce the necessary boundaries God told you to enforce, forgiving those who've hurt you, stand on your side of the parameter while they stay on theirs, mental boundaries, It's important to thank God that you survived. Thank God that even in the dysfunction, he covered you. He loved you. You were able to see things. Some purposes were developed in the dysfunction. You know how people go through things and they have a passion to help people through the dysfunction they went through? They received some lessons and revelation and knowledge and understanding in the midst of that dysfunction. God was able to use that dysfunction to help other people in dysfunctional situations. So it's important to thank God that you survived. And when you reflect, you can just see, man, Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, that you carried me through the dysfunction. Thank you. I mean, people learn a lot from what they go through. Some people gain insight. They gain knowledge, revelation. People start forgiving people. They have discernment now. And then they can clearly see the goodness of God. And they can clearly see the visible signs of God's love carrying them, protecting them, and loving them in the midst of dysfunction. God restores. God replenishes. God sees all. What a blessing it is and a testimony to share of how God guided you through and loved you in the very midst of your dysfunction. Just as he loves everyone in the dysfunctional choices they've made. The dysfunctional relationships they've jumped into. The dysfunctional ideas they try to execute. God still loves us. And the scripture I would like to review with you once more is Romans the 8th chapter and the 35th through the 39th verse. And here it is. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, Because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Never forget, even in the midst of dysfunction, that God still loves you. He will never forget you. And God knows how to reveal deeper levels of his love for you when you ask him to break down how he was functioning in your life through the dysfunctional moment you experienced. All right? All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the God Comes Through in Love study guide, along with some other Bible study content and t-shirts I have on the site. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy the remainder of your day. And feel free to share this series with someone you know as you ponder on and receive the love God has for you. Okay? Peace and God bless.